Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Game On. I'm your host, Jerry Jacob. This is a new show produced by She Got Game Media, and it's all about success stories. Our guests are game changers, celebrities, as well as successful rising stars in business, music, and the arts. This is not your average talk show. On Game On, each guest is asked to share five winning strategies or ideas that have made and continue to make them successful. Hopefully, what they have to offer will inspire and motivate you and to elevate your brand and get your game on. Today, getting her game on is a maven of horror audio theater and creative producer and director of Moon Raven Films and the acclaimed series The Burbs, Miss Leanne Moon Raven. Leanne, welcome to Game On. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Oh, that's so great. Leanne, I, I thought uh, kind of as part of the conversation, I wanted to take about 40 seconds and have our listeners listen to the introduction of the verbs. Oh, okay? that'd be great. That'll be great. Fantastic. So give me a second on that. Good evening, and welcome to the Carmen Online Theater Group's feature presentation, The Burbs. I'm your host, Leanne Moonraven. Lisa Sheraton realizes she was ill-prepared for what awaited her in Clarington, and she still isn't quite sure exactly what it is. As things get more and more bizarre, and she encounters more and more strangers, Lisa's relationship with her daughter, Brittany, also seems to be unraveling as well. Upon learning that her new home is settled in the middle of a community steeped in dark, compelling history... Lisa finds herself forced to make a decision. Should she stay or should she go? The real question is, will she decide in time? If only she could have known what she was up against. <laughs> wow. I, lo- I love that, Leanne. I, Thank I, you. I was doing some research. I was doing some research about older... I didn't realize that horror audio theater goes back to 1938, so... The, the quote that I got from it is, it's fear you can hear. Yes. Who knew, right? Um, I just remember, I, I think my first exposure to um, horror audio uh, theater was Orson Welles, War of the World. I think that was the first horror one that I heard, and I was hooked. I was hooked even back then. But um, we actually went back as far. All of the content that is on my network is original, and I write. I've written everything except for one piece. Well, actually, two pieces, and one of them was written by Isaac Thorne that we did, but the other one was um, an original uh, piece from what they called The Creaking Door, and it was a British audio horror series, and it was called Alive at the Grave, and I completely rewrote it and modernized it and Americanized it and called it Buried Alive. But, yeah, it goes way back longer than you would ever, ever really think about. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised that it goes back uh, that long. And how did you, just just to kind of quickly in a, in, a, in a few minutes, how did how did you get involved with it? Well, it's really kind of funny. Um, I, I, I won't mention any names, but there was somebody else who had approached me to help her with uh, producing audio theater, and it wasn't horror. They were just simply remaking old scripts from like the '40s, and. 
Um, it just wasn't really done very well. And, you know, sometimes you look at something and you say, well, yeah, I can do that, but I can do it better, you know. And I got the idea, and I thought it was a great idea, and I thought that, you know, this is going to be the next big thing. This is audio um, theater is going to make a comeback and it, and it, because people want to sit and listen now. They don't want to sit and watch. And people are moving away from television and they're, they're watching things on the Internet. And so I really believed that audio theater was going to be uh, the next comeback kid. And so um, I was talking with a friend of mine one night and I was telling him about all the, the strange things that go on in my neighborhood and in the house that I lived in and that the land itself had a deep, dark history. And I was telling him about it one night, and then I said, you know what, this would make a really great horror story. And we kind of laughed about it. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this would make a really good horror story. And so, the, you know, that seed was planted, and then I kind of matched it up with the audio theater idea, and then it just kind of morphed into this thing. And we're like in the middle of season three already. That's amazing. Um, you know, one thing that I remember back then, I, and I think I'm not sure there was a, uh, again, everything was sponsored by, you know, this, you know, like Colgate Palmolive or the standards. Exactly. And I think one of them was called, was it one of them called the theater of the mind? Yes, 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 yes. You're absolutely right. Yes. Well, you know, which, which, I'm heavily influenced by Alfred Hitchcock and, um, I, I just love his style, and I really think that he was the master of being able to tell these bite-sized stories in a very short amount of time. And because I know that we're busy and we have active lives, and I, I, my goal was always, my plan was always to keep each episode bite-sized so that people could listen to a complete episode and have a full story in a very few minutes. So that was always my plan. And so each episode of The Burbs is only roughly 12 minutes, uh, between mm -hmm. 10 and, and 13 minutes, somewhere in there. Because my idea was, well, there's, there are six episodes per season, and my idea was that if anybody ever missed an episode or missed a whole season and wanted to catch up, they could listen to a whole season in an hour. And we mostly have an hour to listen to something, whether we're driving or in the gym or cooking right. or whatever. We, we, we have those few moments that are available. Anything longer than that, people have to go put the clothes in the dryer or go cook dinner or pick up the kids right. or the phone rings or something like that. So just right. well, you know, following his model of keeping everything really small. Right. Well, with that in mind, in time, you know, one of the things that we talk about and the format of our show is success stories. So yeah. the, I really would love to, to hear, you know, we, we, we did ask you to send us, you know, your you know, words of success strategies. And if you don't mind, can you share that with the audience? Because that's, you know, again, we, we could always – have another interview to talk a little bit more about your, you know, the horror audio theater, but I wanted to really uh, get into your actual success strategies. Sure. I have five of them, and I'll go through them really quickly. Um, the first one is never give up, never surrender. And the funny thing about that is it's a quote from the movie Galaxy Quest, which is hysterical. I love that movie. I can just watch it over and over. But that message, never give up, never surrender, is so pertinent and so relative, especially in the entertainment industry, 
And so I carry that with me, and it's one of my mantras almost, never give up, never surrender. So whatever happens, never, ever, ever stop. The second one is never let anyone steal your dream. I did that 30 years ago. Somebody told me that I would never make it in the film industry, and I believed them, and I quit. And it's taken me 30 years to come full circle and recover from that. And, look, I'm doing exactly what he said I couldn't do. So don't ever let anybody steal your dream. You might have to modify and tweak it, and you might have to fine-tune it a little bit, but don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. The third one is because I believe in being a great leader, not just a good leader but a great leader. And I think where some leaders fall off is that they try to do everything themselves. They think in being a great leader they have to do everything. But my philosophy with that is a great leader surrounds herself with people who know how to do everything, and then she learns from them. So, um, for example, uh, James Bryan is – my vice president, and he runs the Moon Raven Films side of our, our companies. And because he's brilliant as, as an actor, but also in the film industry. So it, he is the expert in that. So he runs that. And then, you know, we have um, Dave Davis, who works um, our, as our music supervisor. He's an expert in that. So he runs the music department. So I don't try to do everything. I try to find people who are experts in what they do and then give them free reign and autonomy to do what they do best, you know, and and I don't micromanage them. The next one is, you know, when a man is a a tough businessman, you know, he's, oh, he's business savvy and he's a brilliant business person and he's got vision and drive and ambition. And when a woman does it, she's a bitch. So I had to learn that being a bitch is okay. It's okay. If that's what it takes to get the job done, as long as nobody gets hurt and it's done with integrity and done for the right reasons for the business and to move it forward, sometimes you have to be. You have to make tough decisions. You have to make unpopular decisions. But you have to believe in your vision enough in order to be able to to stick to your convictions and stick to your vision and drive the vehicle through the through the paths that sometimes are twisty and turny. And then the last one is always, 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 without fail, stay pure of heart, stay honest, and always help other people. That's how you pay it forward. That's how you gain your good karma. And that's how you develop a team of people who really want to be in your circle because they know that you're dedicated to them as much as you are the project. So there's no excuse and there's no shortcutting that last one. You have to always help people. If people need help, help them. Because there's enough business, there's enough people, there's enough work for everybody. So you never should be, well, I can't show them how to do that because then they'll know as much as they do than, than I do. But you never know. That person may go on to be great and then pull you forward. So you always need to be receptive to helping other people and keep a pure and honest heart about you. And so those are my five things. Wow. I think that's, um, you know, that's huge in terms of an inspiration. What I wanted, if I may, to follow up is I, I love, you know, I love them all. But the first thing, when you, when you say never give up, never surrender, especially with, you know, so many people being naysayers, uh, if you can, Leanne, give us an example in your life as to, you know, whether it be, you know, family or the support system you have and, and, and things like that, where, 
you know, with that type of strategy and 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 uh, drive came uh, came through. Well, I think it's really um, it's really pertinent because what happened was I I have always been. Uh, drawn to the arts. Uh, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actress. And by the time I went to high school, I had been cast in a lead role in a couple of plays. And I really wanted to go into film production. And back then, you know, that was before Oprah and Shonda Rhimes. You know, Oprah opened a lot of doors for black women in media, but this was before Oprah's time. And I was attending the state university and the chairman of my department, the second year of editing, like we didn't have all this internet and software stuff, you know, editing was a lot different back then. And I was having trouble with an editing class. And I went to my chairman's department, my department chairman, and I said, you know, I'm having trouble with, um, with this editing and blah, blah, blah. And he looked me right in my face and he said, well, you know, you might want to consider changing your major anyway because there are no black women in Hollywood. You've got two strikes against you. You're black and you're female. You'll never make it out there. And I was 18 when he said that, and it just devastated me. And I came from a family who didn't really show a lot of support uh, for the creative arts. And so it just kind of threw me into this depression, and I ended up quitting school behind it. And I kind of put the, that dream on hold. But if you if you are a dreamer and you know that something is ingrained in your soul, then you know that no matter how far on the back burner you put it, it will never go away. And that's how film was for me. And as technology caught up with me, I started making videos and putting them on YouTube. And I, I was always in radio, even on the campus radio station. I had a radio program. And so I started doing a podcast and you know, technology caught up with me, and I started meeting people in those circles and growing and maturing and learning, and I was like a sponge, and, and I surrounded myself with professionals already in the business. And that's when I heard that quote, never give up, never surrender. And it really was almost a cathartic paradigm shift in my life, and that's when that became my mantra, and that's what I live by now. Wow. Well, I know it's, uh, you know, it's inspirational and, uh, you know, just hearing, hearing you talk about it, I, I give you a lot of credit to, you know, to persevere and uh, especially at such a young age to be told no and it can't happen. So I, I certainly give you a rough. lot of credit. It was devastating. Yeah, it was rough. But look at me now. I don't look back. I look at me now. And like I said, I've got <clears throat> James Bryan on my team, Don Maria Gomez, Sierra Tier, Dave Great. Davis, Jim DiNatale, Sherrod DiNatale, Brad Smith, Keon Reed, Mary Dooley Davis, um, Anthony Stanton, and Jack Atwell. I think I got everybody. Great. I hope I missed. I hope really? I got everybody. Leanne, I, I, I so enjoyed our conversation today, and I wanted you to share, you know, how do we get in touch with you? How do our listeners uh, listen to episodes of the verbs. So with that, uh, give us a quick idea of how they can reach you. Okay. They can uh, find out all of that information by going to our website, which is carmentheateronline.com, carmentheateronline.com, or find me on Twitter, which is Leanne Moonraven. And, um, or they can get in touch with you, and I'm sure they'll, you'll let them know how to find me. I will. I will. Well, again, Thank you very much for being a guest on Game On today. Thank you so much, Jerry. Thanks for having me. It was great. Great. Take care. You too.